Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hey, all you movie fans out there, this is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for listening. Like most of you, all of us here at Movie Attic Headquarters are saddened by the recent passing of filmmaker Wes Craven, who gave us such innovative horror movies as The Last House on the Left and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Wes Craven's family, friends, and fans during this difficult time. We have a great show for you today, folks because three of our favorite film critics are here to preview this fall's movie release schedule. Nell Minow, also known as the Movie Mom, is here, as well as Mad Movie Man A.J. Hockery and Movie Mac, that's Mac Bates, of course. As most of our regular listeners know, these three critics pull no punches in their movie reviews, so they make a fun trio. We're always excited when they agree to visit us together on the same show. Um... You know, folks, I'm always a little relieved when uh, summer at the movie ends and fall begins because as much fun as many summer films bring us, we know that Hollywood generally saves the quality films for release beginning in September, so our topic today is very timely. That's why I'm so glad that Nell and AJ and Mac have agreed to preview this year's fall schedule with us. And I'd like to bring them on now. Ladies first, as usual. Welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters, Nell. I'm thrilled to be here, and it's always fun to be with you and AJ and Mac. Yes, and we always love having you on our show. And when it's with Mac and AJ, that's what I call a terrific trio. They're both waiting patiently, so let's connect them right now. Hey, Mac, are you ready to talk about the fall film schedule? Yes, I certainly am. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. And uh, you know, the second um, uh, Nell sentiment is always great to be on with you and her and AJ. And uh, yep, it's always good to talk shop with people who are as passionate about film as uh, as I am. So yeah, it's great. We are all passionate about film. And and how about you, AJ? Are you ready for the the, the fall releases? You know it. I'm ready to talk about movies. We had a summer of a lot of good stuff and a lot of terrible stuff. So right, but right now I am concentrated on talking about the future, and uh, I'm echoing the statements of my fellow uh, guests here. Like it's always glad to be on the show with you and them as well. Yay! And I, I have I have to be sure and um, thank and welcome our chatters today because we already have Nancy Lombardo from um, BTR's Comedy Concepts in the chat room and Miss Laugh-A-Lot who also has a show on Blog Talk Radio and I see somebody named Nell Minow has signed up for the chat. So um, we're, we're off to a good start and uh, it's going to be a great show. Now according to Entertainment Weekly, there are more than 70 theatrical releases scheduled from this September to the end of December. So we all need some guidance about what to look for. Before we get started, I want to remind listeners about the credentials of our terrific trio. Nell writes about culture, media, and values for BeliefNet.com and is the author of many film-related books, including The Movie Mom's Guide to Family Entertainment. Mac has contributed freelance articles for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and serves as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. He's also an Emmy winner. AJ contributes movie reviews to Classic Movie Guide, Real Talk Movie Reviews, yay, and Terror Tube, as well as his own popular movie site, CineSlice, capital C-I-N-E, capital S-L-I-C-E. As you can see, we're very lucky to have such qualified guests for today's topic, and I'd like to start by asking each of them which fall releases they are most eager to see and why. Now, because A.J. will be with us for only 20 minutes, let's start with him. A.J., 
Which 10 fall releases are you looking forward to the most and why? All righty, let's get this show rolling. Uh, this list is in uh, no uh, order of preference. This is just kind of in alphabetical orders, uh, stuff coming out between now and the uh, end of the year. But these are the 10 that I am most excited for to see in the rest of 2015. <clears throat> First up, we have Black Mass, starring uh, Johnny Depp as Whitey Bulger in a role that will hopefully help him uh, rebound from the recent uh, string of duds that he's been doing, you know, Dark uh, Shadows, The Lone Ranger. I'm, I'm sorry, Betty Joe. I know it's breaking your heart. I know. Don't but, forget uh, Mordecai. And Mordecai, uh, yes. Transcendence, like all of these, like, really crummy movies. This looks like a really uh, dramatic, intense, meaty role, and I know he's a fantastic actor. He's done a brilliant job in movies before, you know, like uh, Jim Jarmusch's Dead Man and all that stuff. So hopefully this will be a return to form for the for the actor instead of just having him kind of run around in pancake makeup and a weird hat. So fingers crossed, <laughs> Black Mass, definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, the second one on my list is uh, Bridge of Spies, uh, which kind of brings together three of my favorite cinematic forces. You have uh, Steven Spielberg directing... You have mm. Tom Hanks starring in the story of uh, this lawyer who's kind of chosen to help uh, uh, kind of negotiate the release of this prisoner in the prisoner of war uh, behind the Iron Curtain during the Cold War. And you have a script co-written by the Coen brothers. And I know I oh. kind of uh, jinxed myself last year. I was really looking forward to Unbroken because that was written by the Coens and uh, that was a very disappointing uh, movie, but uh, I'm look like I said, forget the past. Looking forward to the future now. Uh, with all of these forces combined, you know, I'm still really, really excited for what comes out of it. And so, uh, Bridge of Spies. That's my second. My third pick is Creed, a spinoff of the uh, Rocky series, which has Michael B. Jordan starring as mm -hmm. Apollo Creed's son, trying to make it himself in the boxing world, and he goes to a little certain someone for uh, training and advice, and that is Rocky Balboa himself. Stallone is back. I'm a big <laughs> fan of this series, and uh, to see it uh, told from a different perspective, to it's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, shine in this role, and Stallone, you know, be the role of the trainer. Like, he's basically kind of become Mickey at this point. Like, he has to set off to the side. It's not his story, although I'm sure we'll get to see what he's been up to and since uh, Rocky Balboa came out. So yeah, Creed, definitely looking forward to this one. One of my most anticipated movies of this fall. Um, my fourth pick is uh, Crimson Peak, the new uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Uh, good good, good, uh, good looking, a gothic, spooky, haunted house style flick. Although my one complaint is that visually this looks almost too good to be scary. You know, you have the like the black skeletal spirits just kind of like poking out of the woodwork. And it's going to be hard to be scared by them when you're just looking at the architecture and just admiring the colors and the visual design. So that makes me a little bit skittish, but otherwise the rest of it looks pretty good. You have Guillermo who knows his horror behind the scenes and you have a cast that has uh, Jessica Chastain and uh, Tom uh, Hiddleston in there. A lot of really cool people in a really uh, spectacular looking uh spooky movie, so definitely looking forward to seeing that one. Uh, next up is a, a documentary called uh, Finders Keepers. I always got to have my documentaries in there. And uh, the subject of this one uh, definitely piqued my curiosity right away. It's kind of about a battle for ownership between a uh, man who uh, lost a, a limb, he has a disembodied limb, and the guy who kind of ended up coming into possession of it. They're, they both kind of <laughs> end up fighting over ownership sure of it. that's not the Guillermo del Toro movie? Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I know. That's a documentary. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it was like if Guillermo del Toro directed like an early Errol Morris movie. It would just yeah, kind of be I'm like just, this weird oddball object. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those insane stories where you're like, oh, this is too crazy to be true. But yeah, it's, apparently it's 100% true and cannot wait to see how this movie unfolds. Uh, my next pick is uh, the new Ridley Scott movie, The Martian, which has uh, Matt Damon as an astronaut who is stranded on Mars in a mi during a mission, and he has to survive long enough for uh, help to come his way. It's a really cool uh, uh, twist on the uh, survival 
uh, survival drama genre where you have this guy who's on this uncharted world and he has to use science to basically live and survive and put up with the elements in this unknown world. It's uh, really cool stuff. It's kind of giving me flashbacks to the old movie uh, Robinson Crusoe on Mars where you had a guy in a monkey as uh, as his uh, his man Friday on the planet trying to survive. But uh, <laughs> this one's a lot more based in reality than that one, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what uh, comes out of this. When you have a fantastic cast, you got Matt Damon, Kristen Wiig, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. You just have all of these fantastic people in there, so I'm definitely looking forward to The Martian. Uh, next up... On Sacrifice, a drama with Tobey Maguire as Bobby Fischer, the famous chess champion, mm. who, uh, as the uh, movie begins, you know, he's already kind of on edge. He has these, uh, you know, he has these uh, mental issues that he's dealing with, and then he's going up against a Russian competitor played by uh, Liev Schreiber, and uh, his uh, mental state just kind of becomes even more fractured as he tries to beat him, and, you know, he's under this pressure to represent his country, and, uh, it's another uh, Cold War era period movie, you know, coming after Bridge of Spies uh, uh, from a dramatic approach. It looks really, really good. Definitely looking forward to seeing this one. I really liked the trailer. Next up, we have uh, the new James Bond movie, Spectre, which has uh, Daniel Craig returning to the role, uh, finding out some more information about his past, leading him to a villain played by uh, Christoph Waltz. And the henchman, played by uh, Dave Bautista, last seen as Drax in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, this has, of course, it's James Bond, so I'm definitely going to be excited no matter what for uh, what this has to show. But it also has a couple elements to it that I'm uh, particularly interested in because you have, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how big of a role he plays, but Jesper Christensen is returning as Mr. White, who was seen in uh, Casino Royale and uh, mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace briefly. And so anything that recognizes, you know, Quantum of Solace, which is a movie that has gotten an incredibly bad rap over the years. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's not the best James Bond movie, but it's still a pretty darn good uh, movie. So I don't know if they're actually going to reference Quantum in this one or if they're just kind of going to go whole hog and launch into the whole Spectre thing. But in any case, uh, looks like it's going to be another great-looking movie with fantastic stunts, you know, lots of cool action, suspense, espionage, all that stuff. So, Spectre, I am there for 007. Uh, my next-to-last pick is uh, Trumbo, which, uh, if you look at the trailer, it kind of looks like a TV movie, uh, but it does uh, cover a fascinating subject, which is uh, screenwriter Dalton Trumbo, who's played by Brian Cranston in this one. Uh, great old-school Hollywood writer responsible for tons of classic movies. And then uh, during the uh, Hollywood blacklist, he became a target of the House and American activities, and he was kind of shut out of Hollywood and had to basically write under pseudonyms and have other people uh, uh, claim credit for his scripts. And it's kind of about his fight to regain his respect and his uh, personal freedom. And, you know, you have a fantastic cast you got up. Brian Cranston, you have Helen Mirren in there. Uh, fascinating subject. There was a documentary also called Trumbo released a couple years ago, which was uh, pretty good too. So that, that's definitely worth checking out. But to see the fictionalized version, to see how uh, Cranston uh, performs in the role, I'm looking forward to that. And then my last pick, or my last movie for uh, the most anticipated of the year so far is The Walk, the new uh, Robert Zemeckis movie, the dramatization of uh, uh, the documentary. Uh, Man on Wire, which I believe was a uh, Philippe, Philippe Petit, I believe was his name. Yeah. You know, walked mm-hmm. on a wire, walked on a wire that was strung between the World Trade Center towers in the 70s. And uh, just seeing that guy, like in the movie, was enough. Like he was such a character. And then, uh, of course, when the movie came out, and uh, when the Man on Wire came out and uh, won the Oscar, I believe yeah, he was on stage and he like performed magic tricks. And he was such a crazy guy. So hopefully Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who stars as uh, Petit in this movie, will kind of embody that energy and that spirit, that adventurous uh, kind of go get him attitude. And then, you know, we have Robert Zemeckis making sure that, okay, uh, I'm going to make this movie really visually ex- uh, distinct for people. So, uh, yeah, if you're not a fan of heights, I'm going to be, uh, I'm saying right now, just be be prepared to kind of avert your eyes from the scene a couple times. So yeah, the walk, my last pick for uh, the most anticipated movies of the rest of the year. Oh my gosh, what an exciting list! 
and and uh, so diverse. And I I wonder. I know that you ha- you have to leave in about five minutes, but but that'll give you time to listen to um, the movies that Nell is looking forward to uh, this fall. So, Nell, do you have any comments uh, for uh, AJ, or do you want to just go right into your top ten uh, movies that well, you're I, most looking I, I, forward to? There's a lot of overlap um, with yes. my list and AJ's. Uh, you know, he's he's got more uh, of a tolerance for horror than I do, but other than that, I think we we overlap quite a bit. I was interested after I made my list to see that of the ten on my list, I think eight of them are based on true stories. So I'm pretty oh. sure The Martian is not based on a true story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, the the James Bond film. But, but I think I could have made another list of ten of true stories that are coming out that are absolutely fascinating. But let's talk about the the ten that I um, that I did. I also am very interested in Black Mass. There was a terrific documentary about Whitey Bulger uh, about a year ago um, that had a different kind of an attitude about him. It was not you know, here's this bad guy and he evaded capture for so many years. It was more about what I think the film is going to cover, which is the complicity between uh, Bulger, who was at times an informant for the FBI and at times they're on their most wanted list, and about the moral compromise uh, that that occurred all around uh, this this terrible reign of terror that he inflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very interested in that. And uh, like AJ, it's long overdue for Johnny Depp to do uh, show us what he can do. Really, when you say that the man's best performance in the last 10 years was probably um, in 22, 21 Jump Street, you know, when he was recreating his old character, uh, then you know that he's been um, spending too much time doing things other than uh, his job. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I also agree that The Martian looks like an extraordinary uh, film and uh, quite a story of survival. The Walk... Um, I also enjoyed Man on Wire. That's a fantastic documentary. My favorite thing that happened in the documentary is when he explains how he was able to walk around without anybody bothering him uh, when uh, the World Training Center was being built. And he said that he was told that in America, if you just put some pencils in your pocket, everybody assumes that you're working and you're on the job and you're entitled to be there. And I love that he did that. I hope they keep, I hope they keep that detail in this movie. Uh, what I'm particularly looking forward to in this movie is apparently what I understand is that they have gone to a whole new level in terms of the 3D effects. So you're going to have some mm. serious vertigo, uh, <laughs> and um, and I am definitely looking forward to that. Okay, another true story. Uh, what is better in a movie than Tom Hardy? That would be two Tom Hardys. Tom yeah. Hardy, yes, in Legend, <laughs> is going to be playing... Uh, the Crays, uh, the the, uh, the identical twins who were kind of the Whitey Bulgers of their era and their location. They were absolutely ruthless criminals, and uh, that looks like an amazing story. And, you know, it's, it's sort of like the parent trap on crack because Tom Hardy will be acting <laughs> against himself. Okay. Uh, again, there was a great uh, documentary that just came out on Steve Jobs. I'm very much looking for, and of course, we already had the Ashton Kutcher movie, but I'm looking forward uh, to this movie. Uh, it looks, you know, for anything Michael Fassbender does uh, uh, is always going to be fascinating. It's an incredible story. There are so many different ways of presenting uh, this life, and I'm looking forward to this one a lot. I'm also interested in Trumbo. You know, when I was writing my first movie book, The Movie Mom's Guide to Family Movies, I, of course, had this list of, of great movies, and as I was writing it, over and over again, I would come, as I did my research, upon something that said, this movie was originally attributed to so and so, but then it came out that it was written by Dalton Trumbo while he was Dalton in uh, while he was in the, on the blacklist. And the reason for that is that a lot of the movies that I liked and that I wanted to include in in the book were movies that address issues of integrity and um, standing up for yourself and standing up for other people. And and those were issues that he became even more interested in following the blacklist. So I'm very uh, much looking forward to Brian Cranston's performance and to seeing how his experience of the blacklist 
informed the choices he made in creating movies like um uh <clears throat> like Spartacus uh and um and and I think I think that that is again you know one of those stories that's going to be just incredibly timely for where we are now even though it it uh will be depicting events that took place uh, more than 60 years ago um, Pawn Sacrifice, another true story. Uh, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I remember the Bobby Fischer Boris Bosky um, battles, and I remember how embarrassing it was that Bobby Fischer behaved like such a lunatic, and also how important it was to everybody <laughs> in the United States that he win uh, the match. Uh, so, um, uh, I very, very much looking forward to that. It's a tragic. They're a terrible story. I recommend the documentary about him as well. And, uh, you know, he was somebody who had great gifts and was also very tortured. And then I also have a documentary on the list. So this, of course, is a true story. He named me Malala. Um, what an extraordinary story. What an extraordinary person. Uh, I am so looking forward to spending time with her. The trailer knocked me out. If the movie is half as good as the trailer, it's going to be one of the best of the year. Well, that is a fascinating list, and it looks like you, you have um, Black Mass, The Martian, The Walk, Trumbo, uh did you say Spectre? Did I hear that I right? I did. Spectre. Oh, I did and skip it. Spectre, yes. Right. Pawn Sacrifice. So it looks like you have six of the same films that AJ has, and I think that we should celebrate because I, I think that that's, uh, that's a record since we've been doing these previews. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and I want to say that I'm also together, looking That's right. I'm also that, looking forward to all the other movies on your list. I, they're all all great choices. Well, that's that's good to know. We don't have any argument between the two of you. Well, well, AJ, I think we've we've uh, lived up to our promise to to let you go uh, about 20 minutes into the show. And thank you so much for for being with us. And we're we're sorry that you can't stay, but be sure to listen to the archive so you can hear uh, Max List. Okay. Absolutely. I'll be reposting it uh, later on today uh, on my uh, official Facebook page. I have one now. It's uh, facebook.com slash the official Mad Movie Man. I'm always posting my latest reviews there and uh, podcast uh, appearances like this one. So check it out and see the other times I've been on Betty Joe's show and a lot of other shows. Well, thank you. We'll um, encourage our listeners to uh, uh, to check out uh, all of your work because we really do enjoy it. So I'm sure you'll be back on uh, uh, soon in the future, and we'll uh, we'll be talking to you then. So bye for now, AJ. Bye, AJ. All right, take, yep, take care, guys. All right, take care. Oh, it's so much fun to have AJ on the show, and and also Mac. Now you've been so patient. <laughs> listening to uh, to these lists, I, I I hear a little chuckle now and then. It sounds like Mac. <laughs> so yes, yes. I, now um, it's yes. your turn. Your turn. What what are your uh, ten most eager to see movies for this fall? Well, um, in terms of uh, my list, uh, me and uh, Nell agreed on uh, two films, and uh, AJ and I also agreed on two films. So I got two. Two films overlapping with the both of them, and three films that were um, made uh, Nell's list almost made my list, and two that made AJ's list almost made my list. So, oh. to uh, kick my list off, uh, my uh, the first film I'm probably the most excited to see this fall is uh, about Ray. This uh, film it stars uh, Elle Fanning, is a, uh, a teenage um, young teenage uh, um, young teenager, teenager who lives their life as a male. And um, oh. Naomi Watts plays uh, her supportive yet um, mourning mother, you know, mourning, mourning for the loss of her daughter. And Susan Sarandon plays uh, her um, her um, uh, questioning uh, grandmother. She doesn't quite know what what the well, you know is she is she a, is she a boy is she just a, you know butch lesbian you know what's what's going on here? It's, it's a family drama uh, from a, a first time writer director. And it uh, looks it looks pretty pretty interesting. I've seen the trailer, and um, it's definitely got some um, some uh, appeal to it. And I'm I'm hoping that it's um, uh, more along the lines of say that the kids are all right, and in terms of um, melding comedy and drama into a uh, you know an interesting 
um, you know, not not to be missed uh, mix. I'm I'm really hoping I I got high hopes for it. Um, and that comes out in uh, September, so tentatively um, tied, um, I'm scheduled to open up uh, this month, later this month, actually. Um, yeah. Another movie uh, on my list would be uh, uh, Free Held, and it's uh, based on a uh, true story. Actually, it was um, uh, based on an Oscar-winning uh, documentary, short documentary, about a um, police officer out on the East Coast, I believe in New Jersey, who um, found that she had a terminal cancer and was trying to um, a fight for um, her partner in order to receive her um, um, her pension upon her uh, upon her passing, and it uh, stars uh, Oscar winner uh, recent Oscar winner uh, Julianne Moore is uh, mm. the uh, the uh, um, terminally ill police detective, and um, Ellen Page plays her a partner, and the film also co-stars uh, Steve Carell as a, a gay right a gay rights activist, and uh, Michael Shannon, the great Michael Shannon plays. Um, her uh, plays Moore's hard-edged uh, um, uh, detective partner, and um, it's it looks again, it just looks like a, a terribly interesting uh, take on a on a true life story. And everybody who's seen the documentary from um, I forgot when it came out, it's been a, probably within the last ten years or so. It was it was a a, a powerful uh, portrait of um, of a, a couple that uh, you know had to uh, take on some insurmountable odds in a very difficult time and. It was a very, very beautifully told story, and um, I've seen the trailer for Freeheld, and if it's half as good as the documentary is, they, 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 they you know, they'll definitely have a winner on their hands. Um, my third film on my list is A Truth. Uh, it's the first film to pair uh, Robert Redford uh, with Kate uh, Blanchett. Uh, he plays Dan Rather. She plays um, uh, Mary Mapes. And it's all about the um, scandal that uh, erupted when um, uh, they went in and investigated uh, uh, President George W. Bush's uh, Coast uh, Guard service and the fallout from that. It's uh, the directorial debut of uh, uh, James Vanderbilt, who uh, wrote uh, both uh, Zodiac for David Fincher and The Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And um, there haven't been any trailers out yet. Uh, there's a much buzz around it in terms of, you know, people who've seen it. But just, you know, uh, Kate Blanchett obviously is at the height of her powers now, thanks to Blue Jasmine and Carol, which she also has coming out this year. You know, um, uh, Robert Redford is coming off a of Lost, Lost, you know, um, that, that great um, Lost to Sea film he had from uh, a year ago. I can't help but think that the both of them together are going to be magic. I can't help but mm. think that it's going to be um, probably uh, akin to The Insider or uh, all the presidents, all the king's men, or all the presidents men around. Rather, I was right. All the presidents men. So we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see if it uh, uh, is a part with those um, those uh, you know um, journalism fueled um, uh, whistleblowing films. Also, another film that I'm uh, very much looking forward to this fall is uh, Crimson Peak, which uh, AJ spoke about as uh, well as. Um, what was that? Uh, no, no, you spoke about it. Uh, no, no, AJ, AJ did. He, he spoke about Crimson Peak. It's the new film from uh, Guillermo del Toro, and it uh, stars, uh, among other people, Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston, and Charlie Hunan, and um, Mia, I always screw up her last name, Wasakowska. And uh, it's uh, a gothic tale. Um, and it's uh, the trailer again. It looks um, it looks very uh, very interesting. And like AJ said, it looks it looks like it might be a little too slick. For his own good, in terms of the visuals, but it, it, you know, the fact that all of these insanely talented people are involved, you know, you're gonna kind of, uh, you know, give it, give it, give it the benefit of the doubt upon, um, you know, not really um, seeing anything other than the trailer. But if the trailer is any indication, it, you know, the, the story is there, that, and that's the most important thing. And it um, appears to be uh, about a um, the aftermath of a family tragedy. And um, you know those those sort of tales are, are what uh, Guillermo does best. He you know he he um, makes horror palatable. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, his take on this material. I'm also yeah. quite interested in uh, The Martian, another film with uh, Jessica Chastain in it. She's like, all over the place this year, just like she was last year uh, right. in this film uh, from director Ridley Scott. Uh, she plays a, um, a member of NASA along with uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon um, is uh, presumed dead after a, a, a storm has uh, broken out and left uh, and, uh, and, and taken out most of his crew on Mars. He's on a mission to Mars, and it's all about um, you know trying to fi- find out whether or not he survived. And uh, again, it looks like it's a, a terribly interesting um, a sci-fi effort from uh, Ridley Scott, who is you know known 
for making first-rate sci-fi films. Look no further than the original Alien with Sigourney Weaver back in uh, the late 70s. Look at um, uh, uh, Blade Runner with uh, Harrison Ford from the early uh, 80s. And, you know, and he's made other films since then, Prometheus, obviously. And, you know, he, he's definitely got a track record when it comes to sci-fi. And the fact that he's assembled this great cast, Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Kristen Wiig, Shweto, Ejiofor, Kate Marum. I, I, I can't see how it won't be uh, won't be uh, one of the, the most-see films of, uh, of the uh, fall. Also, I'm looking forward to a Steve Jobs, uh, you know, for obvious and not so obvious reasons. Obvious reasons being... Uh, Danny Boyle's uh, return to uh, directing after a long hiatus is going to be interesting interesting to see what he brings to the table, uh, which I would imagine is going to be a a lot. And also uh, Michael Fassbender being cast as uh, the title character, I can't help but think that he's going to knock it out of the park. He's got a first-rate supporting cast led by uh, Kate Winslet and Seth Rogen, among others. Um, it's written by uh, Oscar winner Aaron Sorkin, who did such an amazing job scripting uh, The Social Network, which was all about the uh, founding and formation of uh, Facebook. And um, this movie is told in a very unusual uh, way. It's uh, actually broken up into three 30-minute scenes um, uh, from different uh, uh, periods of uh, Steve Jobs' life. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, they tell this man's life in such an unusual way. It isn't your straightforward, you know, um, uh, bio, a bio, biographical film where, you know, they, you know, basically cradle the grave. It's, you know, they take three three key uh, moments in, in uh, his his uh, life and in Apple's existence to uh, tell the story. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if that if that uh, tactic works. So um, just for that alone, you know, that they're tossing, tossing out the, you know, conventional um, um, film bio uh, template. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, if uh, they have a success on their hands. And um, next one on my list would be uh, The Danish Girl, which stars uh, Oscar winner Eddie Redmayne. This movie has a long history. Nicole Kidman at one point was supposed to play uh, the world's first uh, uh, transgendered uh, female. Uh, Eddie Redmayne ends up um, assuming uh, that responsibility in this film. I've uh, seen the teaser trailer, which uh, just came out a little while ago, and it looks nothing short of uh, amazing. And I'm definitely excited to uh, see the end result and uh, his his um, his look and his transition in the movie. It's 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 pretty it's pretty uh, uh, flawless. And uh, you know Tom Hooper, he directs the film. Uh, he's uh, also directed um, uh, the, the King's Speech from a few years ago, which won Best Picture. So I, I can't help but think that this has certainly got a, a certain pedigree to it in, along that vein. Um, and another movie I'm also interested in seeing is Our Brand is Crisis with uh, Sandra Bullock, um, her first film, yeah. The Gravity. And I um, uh, this is this looks like it's going to be interesting. She plays a, a uh, fixer um, by the name of Calamity Jane Bowden, who is um, working on a political campaign in South America and uh, is going through a crisis as she is trying to clean up a crisis. She's going through a personal crisis as she's handling a political crisis. And among the supporting cast, a very strong supporting cast, is uh, Billy Bob Thornton, a fellow Oscar winner, Anthony Mackie and Zoe Kazan. And um, it's from uh, director David Gordon Green, who's done some magnificent work over the years. And uh, it just, I haven't seen a trailer, but I've uh, read up a lot on it a lot. I've been... Um, following it since the production began, and I and I'm thinking that uh, this might be one of her best efforts uh, so far. It might, it might even be her crowning achievement in terms of performance uh, with with the material that she's given and uh, what she's called upon to do. So it's going to be very interesting to see if she steps up to the plate, and she has in the past, so I don't see why she wouldn't now. And uh, last but certainly not least, I have uh, Spotlight which uh, has a strong, uh, probably one of the strongest ensemble casts uh, of the year, in Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Leah Schreiber, John Slattery, and Stanley Tucci, among others. It's from Billy writer-director. Huh? And Billy Crudup. Oh, and Billy Crudup, yes. yes. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yes, yes. And Mark Ruffalo, right. <laughs> yes, Mark Ruffalo, yes, as well. Uh, it's from writer-director Thomas McCarthy, who's also, like a lot of the other filmmakers I've mentioned, done strong work in the past, both uh, on the indie level as well as the studio level. It's, and it's all about um, the uh, Boston, a team of reporters from the Boston Globe who uh, investigate allegations of abuse within the Catholic Church. And it's about their uh, year-long uh, search for truth to uncover um, corruption at the highest levels of uh, of uh, 
government there there in the city and within the, the church itself. So it's uh it's based on a true story, obviously, and um it's it's one of those uh, films that again, if um by truth, if it's uh, half is a uh, half is a uh, good as uh, all the king all the president's men. And um, the insider, we we could definitely have some uh, huge contenders on our hand, and this very well could be uh, the movie that brings uh, Michael Keaton his long overdue first Oscar. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. But uh, that comprises my list. Wow, I, I just am going to be spending so much time at the movies. I mean, <laughs> with all of that's a great list. And and I want to mention that. Our Brand is Crisis was originally a documentary also, and that people should watch that. <laughs> yes, she's right. Yes, I forgot to mention that. It was. Um, oh, actually, I forgot to mention Carol uh, with Rudy Mara. Yeah, yeah Rudy Mara um, from writer-director Todd Haynes. It's um, based on a, a fairly uh, well-known novel, and uh, they play women who uh, in, in, end up entering into a romantic relationship back in the 1950s or 60s, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, um, it, it's supposed to be magnificent, based on you know what I've heard of it so far. Even though I kind of just had you know a brain freeze trying to discuss it. Uh, so thank you so much for uh, chiming in. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, it's gotten great reviews got since I uh, played a can. And um, again, that's uh, that, that's uh, that was that's the last of the ten films I'm uh, most interested in seeing uh, this year. So well, you know, it's a great now, list. And did, I you wanna, some, it, did you have some? Did you have some comments for Mac about yeah, of his course list? I do. I, that's a fantastic list. <clears throat> I'm completely looking forward to everything that you mentioned. You know, if my list had a strong theme of true stories, your list, of course, had a lot of true stories too. Mm-hmm. But I want to. But you, but your list highlighted, I think, another very, very important theme of this year. We have. This is unquestionably the best year in history for telling uh, stories that explore uh, GLBTQ. Yes. Issues mm-hmm. and yes. and we haven't even mentioned there there are a couple more like Stonewall, which is yeah. like the Selma of the gay movement. Exactly. And that movie has already it's not even out yet. It's already been criticized as being whitewashed. But okay, let's see it and let's talk about it. But I'm thrilled that we're going to have this opportunity to engage in this conversation. It couldn't be better timed in a year where the Obergefell uh, decision came down and where, you know, today's headline is still about fighting about gay marriage. And mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm really happy that, that About Ray, for example, which looks like it's a, just an exquisitely performed film, and uh, the Danish girl are going to I think bring the conversation forward in the same way that Brokeback Mountain did. It's going to put a human face on these stories in a way that no amount of Supreme Court arguments can ever do. Yeah, uh, Free Held as well, well Carol as well, and yeah, yeah, and the list, yeah, and all so of those, all, yeah. all of the, you know, so many films. And another really interesting uh, trend I've seen uh, that's going to unfold over the fall is uh, a lot of uh, uh, indie, a lot of films with an indie sensibility, whether they're from a studio or from an indie distributor, right. and uh, a lot of female-driven films. Yeah, uh, it's a very yes. strong female-driven uh, slate of films Let's this year. Let's mention Suffragette. Yes, yes, yes with um, yes. Uh, Carrie uh, Mulligan and uh, Meryl Streep and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. That's another film that almost made my list. But it was yes. like an embarrassment of riches it was. going through the entertainment uh, uh, guide. You know, and, a fall preview guide. It was like it was really a process of elimination. Yeah, <laughs> definitely for me too. And so that's why I was happy that that you and AJ were able to kind of flesh out my list a little bit by adding your own. But since we're critics, let's mention that there is a documentary uh, based on my all-time favorite book of movie criticism. It's Hitchcock Truffaut, and it's about that extraordinary conversation between Alfred Hitchcock and Francois Truffaut. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, we definitely yeah. need need that one. And, and you know um, – that's why I just get so excited when we when we do this this type of show, where where we talk about all the movies that are that are coming up because you'll you'll notice and you already know you guys that now my list is going to be pretty lowbrow because I I just go for the you know escapist value for films most of the time I that's just been the way I've been since what six years old <laughs> and my list just I'll I'll quickly go through it and I've noticed that I also go 
for um, favorite actors and actresses, and that's that's what I look forward to the most. So I'm I'm pretty much tuned into performances above everything else in the in the movie. So I have Black Mass because Johnny Depp is in it, and uh, for the very reasons that uh, AJ stated and that Nell stated, I have Suffragette because Meryl Streep is in it, and ever since I saw. Ricky and the Flash. I'm her number one fan. Then I have it by the sea. It took you until this year to be her number one fan. I am her. Uh, I, yes, Ricky and the Flash. I became her number one fan. I wrote her a letter. I wrote her a poem. I mean, I'm just absolutely head over heels fan of Meryl Streep. So I want to see her in Suffragette because I'm sure that's a very different, <laughs> a very different performance. By the Sea because it's Angelina Jolie. And uh, she she's writing it, directing it, and co-starring in it with her husband Brad Pitt. So that's enough for me. Goosebumps because Jack Black is in it, and I absolutely never want to miss a film with Jack Black in it. Pan. I've seen it because I've seen it, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so relieved. I'm so relieved. <laughs> Pan. Pan is on my list because, of course, Hugh Jackman is in it. Be still my heart. Of course, he looks. I gotta very say, strange. I think that one looks like a clunker. Well, I hope you're wrong about that, <laughs> but it, it could be the Hateful Eight. Well, that the reason I have Whoa. the Hateful Eight is because I'll be in terrible trouble if I don't put it on there because Quentin Tarantino is my husband's all-time favorite director and so I have to go along with him and so that's why I have the hateful eight and also because Kurt I think Kurt Russell is in it and I'm so glad whenever he gets a chance to be on screen Victor Frankenstein is on my list because of uh, Daniel Radcliffe and you know I've followed him ever since Harry Potter uh, and he plays uh, Igor, I think, in this Victor Frankenstein. Yes. So I've got to see that. Secret in the Eyes is a thriller, and it's got uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, Julia Roberts, and it's about uh, a woman's revenge because of her something that happened to her daughter. Spectre, I'm I'm all for that because it's got Christoph Waltz as the villain, and I don't think anybody can play villains as well as Christoph Waltz can do. And yeah, then I had the to look Yeah, I had and then my last one I had to look long and hard for this. But I think I found a, a musical. I think this is a musical. Tell me if it is, Nell. Rock the Casbah. Kind of. It's a musical in the same way that Ricky and the Flash is a musical. Oh, well it ha- it does have some music in it. So It has the music. <laughs> it's, it's about it's about some musicians. Yeah, well, good. Well, at least we get to have some some music then. But at any rate, dear listeners, I think you've heard about a lot of movies that you should be looking forward to. But I think we need to go to the other extreme now. You mentioned, Nell, that you think Pan is going to be a clunker. So I'm wondering if there are any other, uh, as you look through the fall schedule, any other uh, films that you think will probably be uh, bomb so uh, you mentioned the um, you you mentioned Pan. Uh, yeah, that's the only one that to me looks like a real misfire. Even though it has a lot of people in it, I like. I love Hugh Jackman. I love Garrett Hedlund, but maybe I'm still hungover from Hook, which I really hated. But uh, <laughs> but that that's the one that I'm um, that I'm most worried about. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on that, and um, I also have some uh, very bad thoughts about a film called Tomahawk. That's also Kurt Russell, and it's mm. about it's a western, and I think cannibalism figures prominently mm. in it. Have you either one of you heard anything about Tomahawk? No, 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 not a peep. Okay, so but I, it just doesn't it well with me, you know, the cannibalism and, and a Western. So um, I don't think that that will do well. And then another one with with two great actors that I don't understand, um, it's a, uh, the title, it's called Youth, and it's with Michael Caine and Harvey Keitel. That one actually looks good, though. Well, why is it's it about called Youth? 
I don't know why it's called youth, but it, they're they're two old guys who are kind of on a vacation together, and he's a retired Michael Caine is a retired composer, mm-hmm. and it actually that one that one looks kind of intriguing to me. Wait, doesn't Jane Fonda have a small part in that? Yeah, she does. Yeah, and, I thought, yeah, I thought I heard about that. Yeah. All right, I I don't think that Gem and the Holograms is going to be very good, and I have to say <laughs> I'm already disappointed by the Peanuts movie. I think. You know, God intended the Peanuts animation to look like it looked like the cartoons, to look at, like flat. And the fact that they made everything 3D and computer animated, I think, looks just terrible. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of the good old-fashioned in there, um, you know, drawing and, yeah, no. <laughs> 3D, that, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't made for 3D. You might as well have the grown-ups talking, and it's not Peanuts anymore. Exactly. They probably do, not mm-hmm. I think about it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, someone said that that Michael Caine in Youth, that he that he got um, a lot of good press at the premiere at the Cannes Film Festival, so maybe I don't have to worry too much about about this, because I would hate to see him in a in a bomb. And what about this? I saw the light, which is a biopic about Hank Williams. With uh, you know, Tom I'm already Hiddleston. totally on board with that. Tom Hiddleston, he mm. could play Barney the dinosaur, and I would be there. I think he <laughs> looks amazing in it. I think that's great. Another one that I think is going to be terrible is The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. But I think Tom Hiddleston and, and Hank Williams you know, he could, Tom Hiddleston could do anything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, what has he done? What has he done? He was Before. Loki in, in the Avengers. Oh, Loki in the Avengers. Oh, oh that's Tom he was, Hiddleston. He was Henry V and Henry V. Uh, oh, he, on the PBS. He was, uh, he was F. Scott Fitzgerald in Midnight in Paris. Oh, my gosh. He I guess is can he sing? Great. Can he sing? He can totally can he sing? sing. I mean, you're going to think I'm nuts, but he sang in a little uh, Disney cartoon and he was great. <laughs> well, all right then. I'll I'll not worry about that one. And uh, what about See, he's, he, he's what such a, a chameleon that even you were like, "Wow, I didn't know that was him. He did all that." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you were like I had oh, no idea was, that was the same he, person. Yeah, and he was in that great that great uh, vampire movie with Tilda Swinton. Oh, oh yeah, yes. like, what was the uh, name? like something the Jim left Jarvis. lovers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only love, only lovers. <laughs> What's it called? Only, only lovers, two lovers only left lovers or something survive. like that. <laughs> only lovers yeah. survive or something like that. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. were both. But anyway, he they was he was he was tremendous in that. As far as I'm concerned, I picked him as a breakout star many many years ago, and as far as I'm concerned, he is just fabulous. Oh, is uh, the, okay. the name of that film was Only Lovers Left Alive. Left Alive. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Okay. Now so, you so, haven't mentioned Mac. You haven't mentioned a movie that was on my runner-up list. So let me ask you about that because I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ninety-nine Homes with uh, Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon and Laura Dern. Oh yeah, I hadn't mentioned yeah, um, that. It looks from what I've heard, and I've heard very little, but uh, just like Cast Alone has me interested in seeing it. Um, yeah, you know, I think you're gonna like it. About it. I think I think I probably would enjoy it. It's, I think it would be one of those movies that I would I have to, have to see first before I would like give it my like official like stamp. Like yeah, like go out and run and see this movie because it's you know really worth seeing. But uh, the cast alone, I would be like yeah, check it out. If you like and any of those from, actors, check it out. It's from Ramon Barani, who is really good. So okay. I, I I think you're gonna like that one. So okay. I just want to say that that would have been on my runner-up list if I was allowed to have one. Okay. <laughs> well, next time we'll have we'll have a runner a runner up list. But I but I was wondering, uh, as you went through the fall uh, schedule, also, uh, are there some people missing? For example, I couldn't find uh, Ryan Gosling in anything. Did either well, of you see that that he's making any films that'll be released in the fall? <laughs> Well, you know, he just became a father, so I think that might have factored into it. And if I know he's doing something now with Emma Stone um, in L.A., but that probably won't be out until next year. So I think, oh. you know, the, the projects, if he's done anything in the last year, he, you know, is more than likely going to be coming out in 2016. He's on paternity leave. Yeah. Yeah, he probably took some oh. time off. And, then, and I know, I know, he, I know he, now he's working, but, uh, yeah, it won't be out until next year. Well, well, uh, I always like to, to see him in in the movies, and and also, 
Matthew McConaughey. I didn't see any film with his name attached, so did I miss that? No, I don't think he has anything coming out this fall either. No, he had a bunch. And I want to say that Ryan Gosling is in one of the biggest movies of next year uh, based on one of my favorite books, uh, The Big Short, uh, from Michael Lewis, which, you know, the guy did Moneyball. Mm. This is his, his... take on the um on the financial meltdown and it's by far the best book that i read on the financial meltdown so he's got that coming out next year so he's gonna have a big year next year yeah he's got at least two movies coming out next year that and another one uh nell just mentioned i one of that nell just mentioned and another one with emma stone because <laughs> right. i know they're in la right now filming it i couldn't tell you the title of it for anything but they are filming right now okay great well, I I feel better knowing that that he's going going to be doing something next that will come out next year. Okay, it's time for a couple of brief messages from two loyal listeners. And while we're listening, um, the next question is going to be: What are your predictions concerning which fall movies will end up as blockbusters? So you can think about that while we listen to these two loyal listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny! You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening. On the subway today, a man came up to me to start a conversation. He made small talk, lonely man, talking about the weather and other things. I tried to be pleasant and accommodating, but my head began to hurt from his banality. I almost didn't notice it had happened, but I suddenly threw up all over him. He was not pleased. And I couldn't stop laughing. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie attic. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now back to our feature. Nancy Lombardo and Steve Mendoza for their those fun promos. And um, Mac and Nell, do you know who was also um, speaking there in the middle? Morgan Freeman? Those yes. <laughs> yes. Morgan Freeman? What was yeah, that? Yeah, that sounded a lot like Morgan Freeman, yeah. <laughs> and what movie? No idea. Oh, yeah, I couldn't tell you, yeah. Okay, Seven. <laughs> seven. Oh. I've still never seen it. Yeah. I, I've, I've, yeah, I, I've seen bits pieces of it. Well, Nikki hasn't been with us for a while, and so I have to to run the the switchboard, and and every once in a while I click on the wrong clip. No, oh, I wondered there. what that was. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that's unusual. Morgan just kind of chimed in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always good to hear hear Morgan Freeman. He's got one of the best uh, speaking yeah. voices around. So he so sure that's a, yes. So that was that was okay. We 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 will take Morgan Freeman anytime. Okay. So the question that I was um, wanting to ask you both was, which movies from the from this fall do you predict will end up as bo- uh, blockbusters? Mac, what what do you think on that? Well, I think um, uh, easy uh, one would probably be The Martian. I think that that stands a pretty good chance. Same thing with uh, Crimson Peak, you know, the kind of position to, uh, you know, make a, make a, a trickle of money. But now if I had to choose any one film off of my list that I hope makes a lot of money and makes a, you know, pretty big impact, it would have to be about Ray. I hope I hope that that movie uh, is a huge, huge art house hit. Okay, well, I, I hope so too. How about you, Nell? Oh, I think uh, The Martian will definitely be number one for the fall, followed by Spectre. You never want to bet against James Bond. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, to throw that in there, too, yeah, definitely Spectre, yep. 
Okay, I don't think uh, Goosebumps has a chance. <laughs> I, I hope Goosebumps does well. I, I, as I said, I've seen it, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think the family market will make that a, a fairly substantial hit. So yeah, and it's coming I, out I for see, Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see that yeah. making money. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Well, I I just can't believe that the time went by so fast. It's been so much fun <laughs> talking with uh, Nell and with AJ and with uh, Mac. It, it's all we always learn so much when when you three are on the are on the show. But it is time to wrap things up. So uh, thank you again, Nell, Mac, and AJ, and uh, you've just been terrific. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I sure did. Here's a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to Nikki Starr, our producer extraordinaire, for everything she does to make this show happen, and I hope she's back with us soon. And to our chatters, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, Miss Laugh-A-Lot, and Nell Minow. We really appreciate uh, you uh, signing up and participating in the, in the chat. And uh, I hope everyone will uh, come back next time for another lively discussion about movies. And I do want to recommend Nancy Lombardo's comedy concept show here on Blog Talk Radio every uh, Monday and Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And George Bettinger's Mom and Pop Shop show over there on Dreamstream Radio. It's so entertaining. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wackle Bob Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. That's all for now, folks. Let's go out with this rousing rendition of Hooray for Hollywood. Yeah.